0: Is it working? There we go. Always doubting me, Gore. I love how it's been like three months and you still haven't shortened it. <laughs> I. I can't go back. <laughs> it's it's signature at this point. That's fair. Uh, welcome to to Zorban Gorb season two. It's tropical it's, vacation. It's, it's, it's well, it's Zorb and Gorb after dark. Oh oh. That's it. It makes the theme song even longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when you know it's after dark if the theme song doesn't seem to end. <laughs> I feel like it never seems to end. Um, oh. oh boy! I hear it in my dreams. Okay, <laughs> so season two we're starting dreams off are after, after dark. Go ahead. Unless, you, well, I mean, unless you're sleeping in or you work the night shift, but, or you're daydreaming. Or you're like up in like one of those really northern or really southern latitudes where it's sunny all, 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 you know, 24-7. What's the name of the thing that's not the equator, but it goes the other way? Ooh, yeah. What is that thing? Prime Meridian. Oh, wow. Did you just look that up or do you remember that? Nope. It was right off the noggin. That's impressive. You should have made that the well, question. <laughs> here we are on the Prime Meridian. Wait, we no, gonna no, no. record this episode on the Prime Meridian. Where? Where on the Prime Meridian? That's anyone's guess. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. A, all right. All right. Let's, let's, uh, let's get started. Let's get I started. I don't remember whose turn it is for a pro. I don't I don't even remember either. Um do you want to go first? Do you want to come up with a question? Well, since it's since it's the beginning of the season. Season mm-hmm. 2. Is season two. Is, is season 2. Yeah. Yeah, and season it, 2. Yeah. Is it? Is it? <laughs> Um, Gorb, I'm a gentleman, so I'm going to let you do the prompt. Okay. All right. <sighs> okay, let's go. You ready? What? All right, yep, I got it. All right, ready? <laughs> Here it is. What yep. is the largest uh city that lies on the prime meridian oh yes oh <laughs> i don't think either one of us are gonna know. get it wait how about can we change that to what city is close closest to the prime meridian all right yeah yeah. yeah. pick a city we both guess a city well i mean what do you define it all right yeah yeah let's do that let's do that okay, okay. pick a city if it's closest to the prime meridian okay you go, I, have, you I have my guess but i don't even know if it's close okay uh, i'm gonna do all right you want to guess first yeah yeah you you did the prompt so i get the first guess guess. yeah 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 Yeah, you get the first guess what's the what's the capital of portugal you can't no you can't just like ask for you can't (laughs) ask that (laughs) listen i'm phoning a friend Gorb. you can't phone a friend so actually you know guess another city and then i'm gonna guess the capital of portugal because i know its name (laughs) (laughs) no that's mean (laughs) it's lisbon your guess is lisbon Oh well, I was I was about two seconds away from knowing that because I was googling it. <laughs> That's cheating. Um, that my not... guess is going to be. Uh, How are we going to calculate this? I'm going to go with uh with let's go with uh. God, I wish I knew what the capital of Tahiti was. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with, uh, let's go with, uh, let's go with, let's go with Accra in Ghana. Let's see that. Accra? All right. So just look up the- Only, only you, Gorb, would know the city of Accra. Okay. It's a pretty popular city. All right. Cool. Uh, so let's just Google the uh, longitude and latitude of Lisbon. Uh, can you do this, Gorb? Because <laughs> I cannot do this. You don't, you don't, okay. All right, Lisbon. Longitude in Lisbon. You know, you're going to go, you're going to look for a... So, here we go. I just want to go... Across. I got it, hold on. Where is this longitude at? Okay, the longitude of Lisbon is, 30, ah, is 38.7 degrees north, 9.1 degrees west. Boom. The, uh... The coordinates of Accra are five degrees, 33 minutes north, zero degrees, 12 minutes west. So, AK, you win. So, yes, I win. Uh, I was about (laughs) to say London. London apparently is on the prime meridian. Yeah, I was going to say that as well, but I thought that would be cheating. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad my reason was not as wholesome as yours. Okay, uh, are you going to choose to go first or second, Gorb? I'm going to choose to go second. Okay. Perfect. All right. Let me get this timer set up. Uh, what do we do? It's 22.33, right? 22.33. 22.33. All right, here we go. Bless. Right. Double one's Bless. <laughs> All right. Create a timer. 22 minutes. Gosh, you have your timer ready, Gorb. Nobody ever has their timer ready. Okay, you're ready for your prompt? Firefox suggests a timer 2233 for me. (laughs) Wow. Thanks, Firefox. Okay. Not sponsored. (laughs) Are you ready for your prompt? I was born ready, Gorb. All right, here it is. Tell me the absolute worst aftermath when a person didn't have their timer ready. Go. Didn't have their tie ready? timer they didn't have the timer uh, ready and then the worst aftermath the, yeah the worst thing that happened yep, of timer not ready not ready they didn't have it ready <laughs> okay okay um on the clock you're rolling okay here we go uh in the late 80s UG... is, this, is this gonna be a nuclear war thing no okay or is it <laughs> <laughs> Eugene was working at a computer supply company. And, you know, computers with uh, an Apple? Well, in the 80s, you know, the parts were quite large, correct? Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, Eugene was, he had just graduated from college, top of his class, uh, you know, University of San Francisco. That's probably a real college. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and he went to go work in a computer parts company. Now, several years go by. Eugene is, was never known for being popular. You know, he was always smart, but people always took advantage of him, like cheated off of his homework and like never really were close friends with him. And he kind of, you know, lived a pretty so, little- so we're getting like a hashtag nerd alert vibes here, right? Yeah, hashtag nerd... nerd. <laughs> <laughs> so he's at his computer supply company and his job right now is he's basically like an intern, right? Like okay. yeah. they, they, they're they doing all the important stuff. They tell him to go get stuff for him or make deliveries or whatever. Okay. Got it. So one time the, the boss of the computer supply company approaches Eugene and he, he looks like nervous, like he's sweating his eyes, like see him, green even though his eyes used to be blue. Was it cocaine? Because it is the 80s. Well I mean, you leave that up to the imagination for now. <laughs> so he Eugene just, you know, he knows this is his boss. So he's trying not to like he's he's calming his surface acting. And his boss is like, listen, I need you to take this package to my girlfriend. In. Totally not cocaine. <laughs> you should just take this package to my girlfriend. She really needs it. <laughs> and uh, any residue, don't worry about that. Don't don't smell the package. And Eugene is like, this is really poorly taped. Like, uh, is it fragile? Like, should I be worried? He's like, no, just go. So... By the way, I'm not a cop. <laughs> He's like, okay. So Eugene hops on uh, the public transport in San Francisco. Um, and he is, do they have trolleys in San Francisco? I was thinking the trolley thing as well. I don't know if that's just for tourists. Let's just but say yeah, it's, it's, tro- it's, it's trolley. In this universe, it's trolleys. <laughs> so he's on the trolley in San Francisco. And uh, when he's on there, two policemen with uh drug sniffing dogs are uh are at the trolley station like the truck has not left the trolley station i know that <laughs> there probably aren't trolley stations <laughs> but in this in this san francisco there are so he uh he's like oh crap like he seemed kind of on edge like there there have been some rumors about like My computer supply company, like being like a front for stuff. I never really believed it because I never saw anything. And just when he says that, one of the dogs turns and just starts to bark its head off. Right? And the two cops are like, "What? Like this is crazy!" Like they start going into police mode and uh, like heading right towards him. Okay. And Eugene's like, "Uh, "This is definitely not what I wanted it to be." And he starts running right so the the policeman like they is the trolley station like underground or is it just like in the middle it's above ground (laughs) probably (laughs) so he's just running back on the road he's just back Yeah, he's running into traffic okay okay and the two both of the dogs get so excited that they break free from the um from the policeman's leashes right so they're running across one dog just gets hit by a bus Aww. yeah the he's okay <laughs> he's okay he just gets up and walks away so the, <laughs> he, he gets to retire on workers comp yeah there you go <laughs> nice pension nice pension put put puption anyway pup-tion. <laughs> the other dog leaps across okay and across blank, what oh like over over the bus over over, over a car that stopped okay it, it like it jumps across the hood right okay got and it. eugene is like oh, i outran him like he doesn't see it coming so he's just like running full sprint uh and he's on the other sidewalk at this point the dog jumps onto his back okay and he, the dog's head slams into his head and his head goes right onto the package in front of him Ooh, like, so does it like pop open in a cloud of light? If, if, if it was a sandwich, this is the layering. <laughs> Sidewalk cement package, Eugene's face, dog's head. Snack <laughs> all at once, okay? Ooh. And w- whatever was in that package Cocaine. goes up into his face, right? Like, poof! Yeah. And it goes up into the dog and the dog starts whining and rolling away. Uh-oh. Eugene Blacks out. He completely blacks out. Okay. And he, he comes to at a discotheque. With like, no, like, the, so we don't know how he got there. He doesn't know, no. And he, he's, he's, he's uh, you know, sitting in um, a big booth surrounded by a, a group of, like, wealthy-looking um, business owner-looking people, right? Mm-hmm. And one of them turns to him, and he's like, so, uh, Eugene, my boy, that was quite the game of craps we played the other day, don't you think? And Eugene is like, what? So he's been out for a while. <laughs> he looks down at his hands, and his hands... He sees gray hair on his arms. Oh, shit. So he's been out for like 60 years. He, he turns to his right and he just like panics. He pushes his way past the guy who is asking him a question about the craps or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he, lo- he goes in the bathroom and he looks in the mirror and he is straight up 65 years old looking. Then, like a good sixty-five, like a silver fox, or like an average person. He seems healthy okay, enough. Right. He's no Jeff Goldblum or anything, though. <laughs> we're not talking. We're not talking like a a grand old George Clooney type here. But okay, all right. But he's you know he's doing well for himself. Okay, all right. In, in a giant panic mode, I just lost forty years of my life, kind of way. Yeah, I mean. So he's he's like, what? The stress marks are going to hit all at once, and. <laughs> He hears a voice whisper in the back of his head, and it says, make the mistake. This is where you will be. And he goes, what? Hello? Who was that? And there's no response. And then he's just like, he doesn't is he know. in the bathroom? Will he say this? or He's he just, just like, like in the bathroom. Man- okay. He's, all right. he's still in the bathroom. There's nobody else in there. They're all partying it up. And then the person comes in. Another person comes in, and they're carrying a cell phone, like an iPhone. Ooh. And he like looks over he's like, what the heck is that? Are they like, shut up, Boomer? <laughs> <laughs> get, get it together, uh, dude. Uh, why are you at this discotheque? You're like 65, bro. <laughs> and he goes to the bathroom. And he's like, oh, God, what is happening? And then he closes his eyes and opens them again. And he's back on the sidewalk Whoa. Where he was when all that stuff pooped in his face and the cops are coming for him still. Whoa. So it's like a time travel. Dream. So he's, he's running again and he feels an itch on his arm. Okay. And he scratches the mm. itch on his arm and he's back in the bathroom again. Ooh. And he's like, what is happening? And he tries to scratch his right arm and nothing happens. He tries to scratch his left arm. And he's back running away from the police. So he's like, what is happening? He scratches his left arm one more time. He's back in the bathroom. He decides, you know what? This is, he, he kind of accepts the moment. He's like, okay, we're just going to see what this is, whatever. So he walks Sometimes back. Sometimes when to... you're tripping balls, you just got to trip balls. Then, all right? Exactly. He just, he's like, you know what? I'm going to accept this fully. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Be and he, with it. he sits back at the table. And he's like, he's, he's like in information gathering mode. He's like, okay, I, I got to ask these guys what is I'm happening. I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> I, one moment, this puppy was slamming me. the next moment, there are these walking computers. <laughs> my head was like a sandwich. <laughs> he points to the other guy's iPhone. He's like, what is that? He's like, this is my phone. What are you talking about? She's like, who who am I? He's like, You're Eugene. We've been working together at, at uh at our Fortune 5 company Fortune five hundred company blurps for like thir- like 20 years together now. We started the company together. And he's like, uh, I don't remember any of that. And like the dude's it's okay, start- he's, he's having a senior moment. He's, he's kind of concerned. Yeah, he's like, he's like, uh, Eugene, are you gonna need to like go to the hospital or something? He's like. Eugene's starting to realize if he keeps asking questions like this, then, uh, you know, things he's gonna are going to end up in a hole. People are going to be confused. How much time do I have left? <laughs> I was waiting for you to ask. You got 11 minutes left. You got time. Okay. And all of a sudden, Eugene, his friend, after 30 minutes, he gets to know him. His name is um, Gary. Field, Garfield. Okay. Garefield, uh. And, but they call him Gary. So, Gary, all of a sudden, his eyes start to grow like they're just growing straight out of his forehead, like eyes as big as volleyballs. And no one else seems to be around, know what's happening. And the eyeballs turn to Eugene, and then Gary says, I am the Gare Bear, escape from the care snare. I would like to go there, let me in your mind. And Eugene is like, what? What is happening? <laughs> Gary turns into a snake and slurps up Eugene's nose. And Eugene is like, okay. what? And he tries scratching that same place in his arm and he can't go back anymore okay now gary if we follow gary wakes up in a scene in 1980 running from police officers oh my god is this like is this a time loop movie over here <laughs> he has possessed eugene's body okay uh okay okay so there's there's sprinting it's Gary and he's sprinting and gets away from the police. Is Gary not confused as to what's going well, on? Gary, Gary escapes from the police and he calls his brother, who is Eugene's boss. Okay. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Eugene's boss's name is Larry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> they have a third brother named Jerry. Larry Gary. Oh. Jerry, Jerry's actually the hero of this story, but we'll get to Jerry, okay? Okay, you got nine minutes. <laughs> okay. And Gary says, it worked, it worked. I am reborn. <laughs> and Larry goes, ah, we will live for another 1,000 years or 100 years, however long this body will last. And Gary and Larry, they get together at a nacho bar <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Was it, wasn't Gary Shut already up, old, All right. Sorry. All right. Keep going. They get together at the nacho bar next and to the above ground trolley station. Uh, they, uh, to a passing observer, it might seem that they're letting a lot of exposition go in their conversation to one another. <laughs> okay. So, so Larry goes, "Our our idea, it worked again. I can't believe this. And Gary goes, yes, with our secret powder. We can jump into the past from the future and we're reborn in a younger body. And Larry, Would Gary already be young if he was like Larry still goes, alive? That was, that was very heavy-handed, Gary. I knew all of that already. Okay, <laughs> I'm just recapping. I've been in the future. <laughs> Man, have you heard of these things called cell phones? They're crazy. And, and this is awesome. how Apple was started. <laughs> Larry says, well, now we're going to be able to start our company, blurps, without that Eugene, when you are really him, just make sure you walk him to that bar where you meet him. Otherwise, the paths will be broken and we will split into two. Just then, Larry gets a phone call on his, wait, wait. He doesn't have a We're in 1980. At the restaurant, there's a they phone just, call. They just called the taco truck and it was like, oh, Larry, it's for you. And Gary, Gary is on the phone. And Gary. Wait if I Gary was already at the restaurant? You mean Wait, Jerry? Jerry. 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 <laughs> 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 <sighs> All right. Jerry. Jerry. You got six I've, minutes. I've, I I've been. I've been doing your same strategy, but through animals, and I've been monitoring you, but now I'm back in a human form, and our, our crimes are just terrible. We, I'm going to stop all of us. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. How much time do we <laughs> You have six and a half minutes. And Jerry says, I'm going to stop you. I'm going to kill both of you, and then I'm going to end end it all with me i'll be i'll be the one who stops this horror and gary and larry are like let's get away from this taco truck so they're driving back home mm-hmm. to, uh you know larry's apartment and since they've jumped through various bodies through various times with their magical substance that they developed in the medieval times that they call swarm smarman it's okay marmin ultra smarman ultra (laughs) smarman ultra (laughs) better than the other absorbent brands for sure (laughs) (laughs) so um they grab their their newest made batch they're like okay now we can really live and they start to just completely treat their bodies like trash. These are not their original bodies, right? Larry and Gary, they were both serfs back in the Queen Elizabeth ages or something, okay? But they hey, found Queen Elizabeth them. still alive. Oh, like the, the OG, old Queen, the old one, the older OG one, okay. Queen Elizabeth, OG Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> and uh so they just start to party it up, you know, like wasting all their money, like abandoning the two poor men bodies that they possessed. <laughs> They're abandoning their families, all this stuff, right? So Gary starts to track them down by, like, finding out, like... You mean Jerry. Jerry. Uh, Gary? Yeah. <laughs> and Jerry is one time, he's following them into a bar, and he sees both of them, and he takes out uh ray gun because he went to the year 3008, and stole one of their weapons, and went back in time, and he points it at them, and he says, "This ends now, Gary and Larry, and mm-hmm. Gary and Larry say, "Wait, this can't happen, and Jerry <laughs> shoots Gary, so I don't have to deal with both of their names, <laughs> okay, okay. And Gary um, Just to clarify, you have four minutes left, and I'm excited to see how this line <laughs> links back to someone not setting the timer properly. <laughs> and everything splits into two, okay? What do you mean everything splits into two? Uh, like a, like a two universe of everything. Split? Oh, two, so two every- of everything. In that same restaurant. It's so like two Jerry's, two Larry's, and then Gary's dead. They're two dead <laughs> Gary's. Okay. <laughs> what about the other people in Harry the universe? Do they all have twins now? You you've split you've split time in half. Now there's doubles of everything in our universe. And he takes out his watch and he goes, Set your watch to the right time as mine. So Jerry goes, I won't do that. I'm gonna destroy everything. When I said he was the hero, I meant in a very uh Roundabout terrorist uh, nihilistic kind of way. type of way. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. So okay, Jerry's like, I'm gonna bring an end to all existence, and Gary's like, Why? So oh, wait, not Gary, <laughs> Larry. Larry, Larry, you got so it. Larry tackles him, and Jerry and Larry are punching it out, and the bartenders yeah. try to stop them. And then they realize there's two on two because there's two Larrys and two Jerrys. <laughs> And then one of the Jerry's decides his name is Ben. He goes, I'm Ben, I'm not Jerry. (laughs) So they're they're in a giant dog bottle and they they end up just all knocking each other out. But meanwhile, the magic watch that could have saved all of them if it was set to the right time, Larry forgot. But while this all was happening, a puff of Schmarmin Ultra. (laughs) Goes into the entire restaurant and then Eugene wakes up from his- Wait, isn't Eugene like his body is dead because of Gary, <laughs> right? Okay, Eugene, right. Eugene wakes up from his acid. Tr- <laughs> to the bite of a dog on his arm. It was just pure DMT the whole time. <laughs> and- and he looks up and he's, he's, he's like, get them off of me. Get them off of me. And the police officer grabs him, grabs the dog off of him. He goes, sir, you're under arrest. And Eugene says, why? And all of a sudden his left arm itches. Oh. And he itches his left arm. And he finds himself hearing from, his, from someone named Gary I can't believe we won that game of craps. (laughs) We really, really ought to go get him again next time. And Eugene walks into the bathroom to notice that he's 40 years older. And a millennial walks into the bathroom and says, dude, why are you here? You're a 65-year-old man. The end. And then uh, here we go again. By OK Go starts playing in the club, <laughs> <laughs> and it's all on a treadmill. <laughs> okay, thirty seconds oh. left. Not bad. I just Anything realized I don't have up? the wow. How do I not Man, have the wow set up? You can't not. All right. So oh. hold on. All right, I'm gonna wait for this timer to go off. That'll have to do. Uh, play that. Hit that elevator music. Okay, where I lost that too. <laughs> okay, no worries. Here, let's do this one. Okay, that's pretty good. All right, you got oh boy, a, oh boy, oh, oh boy, oh boy. Oh heavens! Oh boy, he's he's oh the superhero. Oh boy, oh boy. Okay, uh, that's your prompt. Your prompt is to make a story about oh boy, the superhero. <laughs> okay all right you got the timer set up uh wait one second <laughs> we talked about this drew you wrote i'm mean, you wrote a whole story about it you said you asked if the timer was ready and i said yes but i was lying or was i i was trying to find the elevator let's just go with this
1: okay. you get to play that Sorry. one when you
0: actually have the timer ready <laughs> It's already running. All right. So uh, 2233, um, the story of the superhero. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Here we go. All (laughs) right. So the year is 1583. What? Okay. Buckle your seatbelts. Oh, boy. Oh, I'm going (laughs) to keep saying. Yeah. 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 So, we are in medieval, or I guess maybe like we're coming on like Renaissance era Paris. And, you know, there is a young, humble baker. And this baker, his name is Olaf. You're not going to no. call him Doughboy? No, 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 it's not Doughboy, he's Oh boy So, this baker, he has a nickname though, we'll get to that. Okay, good. Gotcha. This baker, it's not Doughboy though. <laughs> uh, this baker his name is olaf Boygerson. he's like a swedish immigrant oh. don't don't oh, let me elaborate the best last names i missed those last names. <laughs> um he's a swedish immigrant we don't we need to get into how his family somehow made it from what is basically near Viking Sweden to Paris in the 1500s, but they made it. It was a long and arduous journey, okay, and you know, like he, cart or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Maybe a boat. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so they get there, and he starts this this bakery. Now, Olaf. What What's the name of the bakery? I'm getting there. It's called. Okay. It's actually it's Olaf's Bakery, but that's not what okay. he's known by.
1: Okay. The
0: key is Olaf specialized in one thing. Like one thing, he was like so so good at it. Okay, guess what it is. Uh, was it making donuts? No, it's muffins. Oh, he's the muffin man. Exactly. His <laughs> bakery was on a street called Dreary Lane. Dreary. Uh, dreary, <laughs> dreary, yeah. Dreary. Yeah, it's dreary because it's like fifteen hundreds. It's kind of rough and tumble. Yeah. So yeah, so we have our guy Olaf, the Muffin Man, as he's known colloquially <laughs> around Paris. Um, you know, you have all these, you know, like 1500s friends We've got this extravagant royalty, and they they crave his muffins. Like, like, oh my god, mm, like you, if you had one of uh, Olaf, the Muffin Man, the Muffin Man's muffins, like, yeah, there was nothing. I mean, also considering everything that, else like, tastes like paper. <laughs> Well, I mean, considering that we really haven't gotten in touch with most of the rest of the world that has the good spices at this point. Yeah, everything else did taste like paper. Um, I need that taste again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet butter and salt. <laughs> um, so, yes. So, it's 1583. Olaf, okay. he's like, you know, the muffin man, as he's called. Yeah. He's you like, he's, he'll love him. hmm He's just, he's just gotten married. You know, it's also like the 1500s. So like all of his siblings and parents, they died a while ago, obviously. It's it's not tragic. That's just life back then. But he just got married. He had a a wonderful, wonderful kid, like a little baby, like, Mm. you know, and like his family's doing great. Because of his intense muffin making skills, business is booming. He's Mm. hooking up with like the French royalty oh like no the, well i mean like no, no not like just hooking him up with muffins <laughs> get your mind out of the like gutter. no he's hooking he's faithful to his wife <laughs> the dough gets you to the door <laughs> yeah the dough gets you to the door the muffins so yeah he's making bank he's like uh he's like supplying muffins to like all the hottest clubs in paris um, okay. You know, you know, fifteen hundred three clubs. Yeah, which then was church. It was church. He was like sending <laughs> muffins church, which was a big deal back then. If you if your muffins were at like the uh, the Catholic school meetup, like that was a big deal. That was something. Yeah. Um. So business is booming. Gotcha. And then, on a cold, cold night, because like <laughs> this is before climate change, so the winters were real rough. Um, okay on a cold cold <laughs> night in december december 24th it's like right about to turn christmas mm. our friend olaf the muffin man he's like closing up shop he he's he's gonna go like go obviously to church because it's christmas eve mm-hmm. come <laughs> yeah. on yeah. and you go to church every day back then because you know if you did not you're a heretic at, right? also i mean that's the club it's popping um, yeah, on. <laughs> You, you ain't never been to church in the 1580s. No, no, no not even 1580s. France, Paris, in the least. Oh, mm-hmm. so he's like, hey, um, Juliet, his wife's name. Oh. Uh, I'm gonna go to Notre Dame and catch this banging mass. Um, oh. You want to come with? And she's like, no, <laughs> I gotta look after Jean Claude, our son, because um, like tomorrow's Christmas. And I'm going to wrap. Wait, is there someone else they know named (laughs) Jean-Claude? Why did she have to clarify? Jean-Claude, you know, our son. It's France. There's a lot of people named Jean-Claude back then. I don't know. In this universe, it's a very common name. Oh, no, it's like that other name. (laughs) So Jean-Claude, she's like, I know you got him that gift. He's so excited. Yeah, yeah. Um, And the gift was like, uh, it was a piece of coal. But again, like it wasn't a bad thing that back then, like that was gonna feed, you know, keep the family warm. It was a big okay. deal. You had funny. coal. You had money. Um, so he was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna go catch the mass. So he goes to midnight mass, Christmas Eve, Notre Dame. Oh, dang! You know, the, there's all the singing and the the monk songs and stuff. And he receives the, club the remix. Yeah, the club remix. <laughs> they got they got like a couple of like <laughs> the <you> know, Tiesto, <laughs> the Tiesto, Fun fact, the T- of the priest. Just. <laughs> yes. Father Tiesto, Father, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, no, that is it. So Father Tiesto, because you know, the Catholic Church, like, they like move priests around, and they did it like even back in the day. Oh, they move Father, around because it's Tiesto. Yeah, Father Tiesto is from Portugal, and he's just stationed in Notre Dame at this time. He also did a brief stint in Brazil in his youth. Um, gotcha. so yeah, uh, so Father Tiesto <laughs> is saying mass, and uh, so. Has the he's like walking like the two miles back home at the mm-hmm. end of the night, but just as about to, he's as he's about to like exit the Notre Dame like parking lot, like there's no cars, but it's like horses, so you know <laughs> the horse lot. Um, you catch know, a they, the, they still have chalk lines. Yeah, I mean um, Father <laughs> Chiesto catches him outside the mess. He's like, Yo, what's up, Muffin Man? Like, uh, I need you to do something for me. He was like, Of course, Father, I'd do anything. I hope he does. He's like him a box. He's like, I need you to put this in the muffins you are about to deliver oh. to Father Pierre on Christmas morning. Now, Father oh. Pierre is like up and coming; like he's going to be the guy. He's going to get Pope next year. Everybody's feeling it. We're feeling it. <laughs> as soon as the guy up there right and now prompting. dies, yeah, everybody's pulling for Father Pierre for Pope. Mm. Gotcha. But Father Tiesto, he feels like Father Pierre. Is going to teach the church into this, like, you know, righteous kind of situation. And Ooh. he's like, Mm-mm, no. Can't can yeah, have, can't this. No, no, no. Notre Dame was a club and it will always be a club. <laughs> this shit is banging like 30 times better than Moulin Rouge wishes it could be.
1: Yeah. Um, so, mm-hmm.
0: so anyway, he's like, yeah, Moulin. basically, I need, I, need you, I need you to put this poison in the, the muffins you're going to give to Father Pierre tomorrow. And Olaf is like, sir. I am a good French Swede. I would never. And Father Tiesto, time check. 13 minutes and 52 okay. seconds. All right. I always take a lot of time when I'll set up. Okay. So, Father Tiesto. <laughs> I, I'm enjoying this, Corp. You're good. Father Tiesto's like, you'll reconsider. And Olaf's like, ooh, Oh, is that a threat? No. He's like, who got your panties in a bunch? Um, and he walks home. And within, like, the 30 minutes, it takes him to, again, it's two miles, but there's no yeah, cars. Sorry. He doesn't have horse cab money back then. Yeah, come um, on. So he's walking, gets home, his, his kitchen's on fire. Oh, no. Everything's burned to the ground. And his wife, Juliet, their son, Jean-Claude, they were trapped <laughs> in the fire everything no. everything same like there was no banks back then really for regular people so yeah all his money's gone too burned oh um, my gosh he lost everything yeah so uh i mean there's no fire department i guess either so he kind of <laughs> just has like to wait for, for the fire his boy to with his bucket <laughs> he's like uh he goes over to his neighbor and he's like hey john claude did you know my house is on fire and he's like yeah it's like the third one on this block this week a lot of fires going around now. Oh, jeez! And he was like, "Do you have any water?" And he was like, "Not clean stuff." And I was like, "Okay, I guess just let it burn then." Um, oh, oh no! It was bad enough that he wasn't going to be able to save his his wife and kid without dying. Yeah. So, it's Christmas morning. the The house is like cooled. It's all ashes and stuff. And uh, Father Tiesto comes to. <clears throat> Yeah, the the muffin shop, which is also his house, which is also his bank. I mean, you didn't didn't have a lot of real estate back then. His business was in his house, so everything is burned. Yeah, it was kind of like, you know, restaurant below, living space up top kind of thing. Okay. Um, And he's like, Father Tiesto comes, he slips on the poison, and he's like, what do you think now, Mr. Muffin Man? (laughs) And time check? 11 minutes. Okay, cool. And Olaf, he says, I will never work for you, Father Tiesto. I will never commit these heinous crimes. You burned my (laughs) wife and son. I I forget it was a daughter or son. Whatever, his kid, Um, gender neutral. John Pierre or whatever it was. John Claude, yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah, so Father Tiesto is like, okay, boys, sick him and you know those like swiss guard people from the vatican yes yeah he's got a couple of those with him and they just like poke him with the stabby thing and he goes to jail <laughs> wait oh uh, like they kill him or no no, no just to just to, like rough him up a bit okay. Um, gotcha. just so, a couple steps yeah just a couple like enough to <laughs> incapacitate him just they wanted st- him to stab suffer. him but don't kill him you know yeah yeah that was that was the gist he said it in portuguese and so they understood it but olaf didn't um <laughs> Now so, uh, I had to, to say, stab him, but don't kill him. <laughs> so, yeah, so he wakes up in this like dungeon style place, which again, that's just like prison back in the day. And yeah, uh, yeah so for the next like 20 years, oh my he's gosh. forced to bake cupcakes for the now Pope TSO. Because, I mean, Father TSO, I mean, this dude's banging. He's yeah. always got a backup plan. Wait, what happened to uh, Pierre? Father Pierre? Yeah. Oh, he just had somebody else kill him okay (laughs) he has just bets he knows what's up um so anyway he's always ready for the drop (laughs) he's always ready for the drop okay so muffin man Olaf borgson he's like 70 now he spent his whole life like in bondage making muffins for this new pope tiesto and he decides time check nine minutes okay so he decides one night when he's, like, in his cell, um, kind of, like, you know, feeding his the rats. His qu- well, the quarters is two nights of a word to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, like, he has this, this family of rats that are his friends, right? Uh-huh. Because, I mean, yeah. And one of them just happens to speak, and he can understand it. Um, what? Kind of, yeah, kind of like the plot of Ratatouille. Um, but... <laughs> So, okay. so that's <laughs> everything was so logical up until now. Well, to be fair, I mean the man's kept in isolation grounded and just... in the middle middle ages. Until well, the, the... well, talking, right. don't worry, we're getting there. You gotta remember. <laughs> He's trapped in a lightless cell most of the day, only let out to make muffins for like 50 oh, years. Yeah. Well, it's just a not, regular rat. He's, we're thinks not it making can any assumptions. Yeah, he thinks it or can Or are we? Is there something magical involved? No, he's purely hallucinating. <laughs> okay. um, but anyway, he's talking to the rat, and somehow I guess his subconsciousness is communicating through the rat, and it's like, <laughs> you gotta break free. Um, oh, no. There is something called the fountain of youth. Um it's in Florida, but like, you know, when the Catholic Church Wait, got Do they there, know Florida exists? Yeah, we're just like late 1500s We've been there. Um we have like a rough idea of what it is. I don't know if it was called Florida. But there's so like 1400 land 1492 Columbus City yeah. Blue. Um so time check. <laughs> Eight minutes. Okay. So he's like, all right. So, anyway, when they went to the Fountain of Youth, they, like, bottled up some of the water and brought it back. And So Wait, they, so they went all the way to Florida from Sweden in the 16th no, no, no at 75? The, no, no. the church did. The church did. The church. Oh. Yeah, so they just have it in the basement. And the okay. rat is telling um, uh, the muffin man this. But, I mean, obviously, the, the rat's not actually talking. I guess his subconscious is just telling him. Well, if it's actually telling him where the Fountain of Youth is... I yeah, guess I mean that's up to the that's up to the listener to decide. Yeah, true, it. true. I mean, who knows, right? Um, okay, so I'm gonna speed this part up a bit here, but anyway, okay, here we go. Rapid, rapid, move. rapid fire. All right, he brings his daily muffin to Pope Tiesto. Pope Tiesto's like, mm, 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 This muffin's good. Get back to your cage. <laughs> and so he's <Izzy's> going back, <laughs> wait, but like he says, mm, hmm, mm. mm. <laughs> this muffin, yeah, because he's, he's that's a great all house beat, Tiesto. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah um so he's banging all the time but he had like a, a, a key like some sort of like lockpick thing inside Whoa. the dough and Ooh. so he's able to get out of his cell at night goes down to the basement into wait, like the how did he files, bake it into the muffins because he's baking the muffins wait if he already had the key why would he bake it into a muffin? <laughs> well because he needed to conceal it to get it back to his cell Oh, so he baked it in because he saw it, like, while he was baking. Remember? Yes. but Okay, I'm trying to speed it up here. Okay, (laughs) anyway. (laughs) Anyway. Time check? (laughs) Six minutes. Okay. I I can pull through. All right, so he breaks out of his cell at night. He says au revoir to his rat friend, which then just kind of responds chirpingly, and he's like, hmm, maybe I was crazy. And then he goes down into the basement. There's mm-hmm. no fountain of youth water there. It's kind of just like a file cabinet. But he's like, ooh, this might have been a mistake. Um, but what he does find in this basement yeah, is this, is this it's like this, this whitish, it's like an envelope. And it's kind of like packaged in like parchment paper. And he's like, ooh, flour. This will be perfect for my baking. Um, and it says... Charlemagne ultra. So he's like, hmm, must be like King Charlemagne's flower. So he takes it up, he's like, "Mm, I'll bake some really good treats with this and I'll bribe the guards and get it uh, get out. So as soon as he unzips the flower, a huge puff of, of, of white dust flows into the sky. And he's like, he he suddenly feels like revived with a tremendous amount of energy and he's like I don't know what this is but I'm going to call it cocaine and then he's (laughs) able to kill like 60 guards gets out of the palace because nobody else is on cocaine right now (laughs) he's able to like you know go back time check oh my god four and a half minutes okay so for the listeners it wasn't that fake stuff Drew made up it was just regular cocaine um, um, but it was a lot. It. Of it. <laughs> so um he goes Wait, back is this to... how is this how larry and carrie started <laughs> no, no no this was just regular straight up bolivian cooking oh, okay. um <laughs> so he goes back to like his now burnt down house um it's been burnt down for a while i was and, about like, to say. yeah so he's like searching through like whatever things he can gather from like his secret stash of baking supplies and money to start a new life. And he finds this small little, little box and he thinks that's where he put his, um, his wedding ring for his wife <clears throat> and he opens it. And in that little box is a tiny, 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 tiny um, piece of paper oh. that just says, oh, my it's like it starts off like it's like a poem that she wrote to him when she oh yeah proposal but like obviously due to fire damage and stuff it started off oh my but now it just looks like oh boy oh and he's like this is my new name i'm gonna reinvent (laughs) myself i am going to be oh boy the crusader for the church an avenger an avenger which I wouldn't really call him a hero because he starts the Inquisition and that kind of you know, gets oh, mixed. Oh, jeez! <laughs> yeah, he goes like real hard on just it. Just casually starts that. And uh, yeah, that's what happened to the uh, Muffin Man from Dreary Lane. Wait, is that is that all we're gonna hear? How much time do I have left? <laughs> Two and a half minutes. <laughs> he just. <laughs> He started the Spanish Inquisition. That's all. We okay. All right. I got two and a half minutes left. Let me know when I have 30 seconds left. I'll finish up with a little tidbit. Okay. So, oh boy, now no longer Muffin Man starts a new family. You know, generations go by. It's now 19, coming up on the 2000s. Wait, and, oh, how's he still alive? No, he's not, but like his descendants. Oh, oh. And, oh, yeah, there's a young man named Johan Bergerson, Bergerson, oh. whatever his name was, mm. um, and he is at a club in New York, mm. and playing at that club.
1: Love that the DJ the keeps
0: coming back. It's always the club. The DJ commonly known as Tiësto. Oh my God! So Johan's just like he's like out on a, on a night on the town with his bus. He's not expecting anything wild, and he's like, mm, 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 mm. that's a good moment. <laughs> It's one of the songs that's playing in the club. Um, it's one of Tiesto's newer works. He said it comes muffin, from muffin, insane. That's a good muffin. Muffin, yeah. muffin, muffin. Muffin, muffin, Yeah. And uh, yeah. So uh, time check? <laughs> one minute and 30 seconds. Okay. All right. So he's like doing tons of Molly. Like he's like sweating his mm. ass yeah. off. Kind of hallucinating Schmarmin a bit. Schmarmin ultra. But he goes to the bathroom at like an intermission. And he happens to see Tiesto. In the bathroom. And okay. he's like, he looks at him, and he's like, yeah, it was a really good concert. And TSL's like, thanks, bro. You look like you make good muffins. And he's like, shit, how'd you know that about me? My fa- I come from a long line of very good muffin makers <laughs> and uh, witch burners. And he's like, whoa. I come from a really long line of uh, beat makers and witch burners. And uh, that's how Swedish House Mafia was formed. I thought in the bathroom um, that a 65-year-old man, very confused by his own appearance, was going to show up in the club bathroom. Well, that happens after they agree to start the band Swedish House Mafia. This guy just shows up and he's like, where am I? And they're like, get out of here, old man. And then they like, go start making music. <laughs> and T- Tiesto was the guy who who had the phone that he questioned. <laughs> Why are you at the <laughs> club at 65 years old? <laughs> oh, that's the actual. Thing. Oh, wow! All right, I actually oh, think boy. that went better than uh than uh, than we thought it was. That was not a bad oh, run. Uh, we, you know, sometimes you just you surf the Gorb and Zorb and Gorb train, and you hang ten. You know what I'm saying? When life gives you muffins, man. When life gives you muffins. When life hey, gives you muffins. Sharm and Ultra. <laughs> When life gives you mush muffins, the fountain of youth, and some Shmarman Ultra, you make banging beats. All right, play us all. Oh. There's the drop. Oh. This episode was in no way paid for by Charmin Ultra, Swedish House Mafia, or TSO. Thank you.